Hey folks, welcome to the water cooler. Back with at you with another episode. We got a lot to talk about this week. We got the NBA Finals wrapped up not too long ago. NBA free agency, Chris Paul, CM Punk's return to AEW. A lot to talk about. Leave we have up. a lot to talk about. Start Dude. us off. Performance of the day. So performance of the day, and it's funny because we did the performance of the actual day and stuff. Today, it just so happened. Let's see. Domingo German for the Yankees, bro. Do a perfect game tonight. The first perfect game in Yankees history since 2012. He threw a perfect game. Had nine strikeouts through nine innings. Obviously didn't walk nobody. Didn't give up a hit. Dude just absolutely meleeed the diamond tonight. It was amazing to see. And that is my performance of the day. That's a solid one. I'm surprised you didn't get it to Nikola Jokic. Because he completely dominated those NBA Finals, man. Yeah. I called it five games, Nuggets won. What do you think? I will give you that. You did call it because I did say Nuggets and six because I figured at some point, like, I was kind of hoping Jimmy Butler would turn up and make it kind of interesting or at least somebody from the Heat would turn up. They just didn't do it. And the Nuggets ran through that. They ran through the Heat. It was, it was kind of scary to watch to an extent because it's like, Jesus, like, it's – is basketball back? Like, is team basketball back? Is, is big man doing the pick and roll, playing with the guard? Are they playing back? Is it back? I mean, if you look at the last couple of finals, there hasn't been a super team to be seen. There hasn't been any repeats. I think for the time being, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's looking like it might be. Now, Jokic in the series averaged 30 points a game. 14 rebounds and 7.2 assists. That's some pretty amazing diversity in that's, numbers. But that's a center. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not just a three or four, like a, a two playing out, like Steph Curry pulling up from 50 feet, dropping dime after dime. Like, this is a five playing the role of a one, two, and three at the same time. It's crazy to see how, like, Position versatile, yeah. Like, per, it's just he's so versatile, like positionless basketball. You can call it that, but he's just so versatile. Like as a big man, to be able to change the game like that, and you're dropping seven assists, fourteen rebounds. Like as a big man, that's unheard of. Now, are you a fan of positionless basketball? I'm a very big fan of it because I believe the five should be able to do whatever. Like if the five wants to run the floor, let the five run the floor. If the one wants to run the floor. If the three, whoever, like it, position, it, you do whatever you want, but we're, we're here to win. We're here to win championships. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason we're getting these big contracts and stuff is to win championships. I don't care if my center has to drop 50 a game. I don't care if my guard has to drop 50 a game. As long as there's some kind of dynamic and, like, some dynamic duo the way Jamal Murray and Jokic played, if that's how it is and that's what it takes to win, hey, I'm with it. Fair enough. I was hoping Miami would be more competitive, though. Playoff Jimmy didn't really make an appearance like I thought he would. But, I mean, it's still impressive that he made two NBA Finals in the last five years, and nobody really even talks about the Heat that much. Mm -mm. They don't. And they don't put enough credit on what Jimmy Butler has actually done. Like, dude, if they were to actually get, like, Damian Lillard this summer, Mm -hmm. it would be a completely different NBA. Now, I want to talk about Dame Lillard, but before we move on to that, is Jokic the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, 
That's a hard question. Like, you stumped me because I want to say yes because of like we just talked about like thirty fourteen and seven in the mm-hmm. finals, in the finals. But he's also been doing that all year. Like mm-hmm. almost averaged a triple double all year. If like, I'm pretty sure he did, I'm gonna say. But when you're doing that in the finals and in the playoffs when it matters, you kind of got to give him his fucking jewels. You know, you kind of gotta give him his flowers. I'd still take Giannis over him. Why though? It's just an eye test for me. I think Giannis is a better player. He's a better defender. He's a better scorer. Even though Jokic can score a heck of a lot, he's not as good of a assist or a rebounder. But he's a pretty dang good rebounder himself. Oh yeah, he's really good at rebounding. Don't get me wrong. But when you're averaging thirty, fourteen, and seven. Plus, like, I just think Giannis. And has you're playing the, against Bam Adebayo. Like there, it's like Bam Adebayo is supposed to be like one of the big superstar, not superstar necessarily. As far like, as centers, one go, of the well known, one, one of the well known fives. Like it was supposed to be like people mm-hmm. had this as a decently good matchup. Jokic blew him out of the water. Bam averaged twenty one, twelve, and three, which I mean isn't bad. No, not at all. But when the other five is averaging 30, 14, and 7. Like, yeah. that's the difference. Is Like, I, I even think if Giannis would have played in this finals and the Bucks would have made it, I still think Jokic's putting up 30, 15, and 7. Like, it... I also think Giannis is, like, explosive athleticism that Jokic doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Well, they play a... two different games. It's like, mm-hmm. Jokic is more of that, like, let the ball get to where it needs to be, and Giannis is going to get the ball where it needs to be. Jokic is finesse. Like, he'll... Yeah. He'll get 30, 14, and 7, and it'll be kind of quiet. Whereas Giannis will have, like, an in-your-face 28, 8, and 8. Right. And like I just said, it's two different ball games being played. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them, though. Like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is. If, if it's Jokic playing the floor, if it's Giannis playing the floor, either one of them are going to give you 25, 10, and whatever. Like, I think, undisputably, those are, are the two best players in the league. Yeah, for sure. Like, the days of LeBron and KD being one and two, mm-hmm. those days are gone. Those days, to me, have been gone since KD tore his ACL in Golden State. Right. And I think, too, another thing is, like, these big house names that we've grew up watching stuff, this and that, like, it's a new generation, it's a new time, it's a new name, it's a new face, like... Kind of getting used to that. It's like, it's kind of weird to an extent because like obviously grew up growing up watching LeBron, KD, all them like. Chris Paul is about to be coming off right. the bench. Right. Like, that's why I was like. That's what just... do you think about that trade and that whole situation? Because he was on the Wizards for like not even a day. Yeah, it was like twelve hours, and they did that for a good reason, just to get their money and their picks out of whatever. But like, where does Chris Paul fit in that Jordan Poole? Didn't already like, like Chris Paul's gonna come in off the bench, give you five six like and six he'll points be a, of that like maybe maybe four or five assists a game like if you come if Chris Paul's coming off the bench, it's time to damn, pack your horses and NBA that we grew up on and all that it's over with. I mean I think Chris Paul will be a big boost to their second unit. Obviously, I mean he's still one of the best. Draymond's going since or Sacramento anyway. You He's think? a free agent, too, so it's like... Do you think they'll try to keep him? No. Because I think they got rid of Jordan Poole to keep him happy he, after the whole practice incident. He already, he already denied his 20-something million, $27.6 dollars uh, player option. He denied, like, he canceled on that. He was like, I don't want to, I don't want that. 
So the contract that they were going to give him was like $27.5 He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm opting out. Yeah, but players do that all the time just to get more money. Oh, yeah, but they are, they were getting rid of Jordan Poole for a reason. Like, their Golden State is time to pack up. Like, you're going to have to rebuild at this point. Well, they're going they're in getting there. rid of Draymond. They're get, like, Steph and them are going to do their thing for the next couple of years. You bring Chris Paul off the bench. like. See, I think they're doing that yeah. to go into win-now mode and try to maximize what's left of Steph that they can. By bringing Chris Paul off the bench? I mean, that's a good floor general to have on your second unit. Yeah, but... And it'll relax some of the pressure on Steph, at least for the next year or two. But Steph shoots. Like, that's all he... Like, he's good at passing on that. Don't get me wrong, but he shoots. Like, he, he's got a score when the backup comes that's in, it. and he's not putting in, like, half as much numbers as what Steph's putting up. Like, yeah. It'll Steph generate. It'll, it'll 35 generate, years old. It'll generate with the assist and all that. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I don't see... Chris Paul coming in behind Steph Curry and making any kind of noise or any kind of like maybe he'll get the ball moved around more and let this other I don't, I just don't see him being able to like Chris Paul is at like the 2006 Gary Payton part of his career <laughs> I mean no disrespect to the <laughs> glove bone but... up Shaq and fucking yeah. Dwayne. Like, if Chris Paul gets him a <laughs> ring, it'll be like a fun fact that most people are like, really? He was on the wow. 2024 <laughs> Warriors team? I didn't know that. It's like, holy cow. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That thing, like you're saying, that's exactly how it has to be, though. I mean, I don't see I don't see them winning anything. I don't see them doing too much else. Like, if they're in win mode, then they better pay Draymond. They better get him back, keep their bigs or whatever, like. I just don't see Golden State being able to like continuously function the way they have as a dynasty. That's what they've done these past however many years. There's no way mm-hmm. they're going to be able to keep up the way they have. Adding Chris Paul on the bench. That's just me, though. I just don't see it. Yeah. What do you think about the Suns? Do you think they're better without Chris Paul? Oh, of course. Because now you're allowed to open up the floor with Devin Booker and KD. And then you add someone like Jordan Poole. Like, that's where it gets crazy. It's like, Does Poole not go to the Wizards? Oh, that's right. Who who got sent to Phoenix? Did he not get sent to Phoenix? I don't think so. I mean, either way, the Suns still have Aiden. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. They still have Aiden. They still have D-Book. They still have KD. Like, none of that changes. It's if, But if Jordan... He went. So, Phoenix got Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd from the Wizards. Okay. And, uh... Some picks. So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't change anything. It just, like, kind of more or less opens up the floor for D-Book and KD to go off. And, honestly, it wouldn't be a bad idea to start, like, keeping an eye on Kyle Kuzma. Like, those low, like, mm-hmm. good players, don't get me wrong, but just not superstar type level and all that. They're still good players. Brandon like, Ingram, Alonzo. Yeah, like, those kind of, kinda, they'll, they'll start getting their... Like, they'll start making their way and all that. Once that kind of stuff gets worked out and Kyle Kuzma gets put here and there, like, the NBA is going to be so, like, shaken up this next season because of rosters and all that. It's going to be it's gonna be wild. I, I truly think this NBA season is, like, the next one is going to be absolutely insane. Let's hope. I mean, it's always fun whenever the NBA starts wilding out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. I mean, Damian Lillard and James Harden 
There are some big free agents. James Harden, not quite as big as he used to be, but he's still a name. Dame Lillard, he might finally leave Portland and do something with his life. See, I don't think Dame will leave, but I think James Harden is going to go to the uh, Rockets. If James Harden goes back to the Rockets, his career's done. I, tr- I, just, I actually see him going back to the Rockets. I'm serious. I could No, I could see it too. I mean, but if he does that, he's given up on winning, and he's mm-hmm. just going to just, you know, enjoy the rest of his career as the primary scoring option. And he's going to put up empty stats and go to all the strip clubs in Houston. And he's yeah. just going to put up, like, ridiculously stupid numbers. That's like, whatever, 35, 10, and whatever. Like, he's going to just, like, stack stats to a point where it's like, bro, you're not doing anything good. Like, you're not like you're not getting anywhere with winning and all that. You're literally just stacking your numbers. There's no disrespect. Whoever wants to pay me the most money, I'm going to do it. Don't get me wrong. That's me. But if I can stack stats and get paid and still go to all strip clubs in Houston, I'm doing that. I just wonder if he does go back to Houston and if his stats pick up the way they were when he was there last time, if people will try to argue that James Harden's back in his prime and that James Harden is still the player he used to be because when he left the Rockets, he was averaging... Like, 34 to 25 points a game. His last season with the Rockets, he was 24 points a game. And now he's down to 21 on the 76ers. And he's fallen off as far as his other stats go, too, except for assists. He's pretty uh, much raised his assist numbers a good bit. Since he stopped scoring so much, but well, I do you mean, think bringing his... in bringing in Harden as a vet, like to his veteran status that he has, and like the, I guess the knowledge of the league, with Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and all them, like Kevin Porter Jr. Dude, they got some rookies on that team who have played ball and that are actually very very good, and if James Harden got a hold of that, no oh, sorry. Bless you. Thank you, goodness. If James Harden got a hold of that dude, there's no telling where he could take those Houston Rockets. God, man. Now, speaking of rookies and prospects, mm. NBA draft just happened. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Victor Webinyama? Webinyama? I, I just don't know, bro. He, like, we got to talk about it earlier. He's skinny. Like, He's very skinny. Like He weighed in with without shoes on with 7'3". And like one. 160 something not even 170 like mm-hmm. that's a 7 foot and you're only like a buck fit like now people are saying he's the best prospect since LeBron and it bugs me when people say that now because it's like they forgot all about Zion Williamson oh well I mean Victor B- Wimanyama has been playing overseas French ball. professional ball like since he was but still 13 14. I mean People are. I like, when does LeBron stop being the best prospect since LeBron? Because when Zion was coming out there saying he's the best prospect since LeBron, whenever uh, Ben Simmons was coming up, oh he's the best prospect since LeBron. Like not everybody can be the best prospect since LeBron. At some point, you got to pick a new person to right use for the comparison. I mean, it's just the face of the, like the I guess the media, whatever they want to see. I mean, obviously there's not going to be another two thousand. Goodness. Jeez. 2003 LeBron. Holy shit. 
I'm not going to be another 2002, but like him coming out of St. Vincent, St. Mary, making as much noise as he did. Like, that was, Zion that was a was complete game changer. That there was were like, a lot of people that cared about college basketball, Zion's year at Duke, that wouldn't have cared <laughs> if Zion Williamson wasn't a Duke. Like, I sat down and watched that Duke-UNC game. I never watched college basketball, hardly, in the regular season. So, I think, as far as a draw and, like, people being invested, Zion's way more of a prospect than Victor is. prospect and all that, that's fine. Like, when Zion is throwing 360s, dunking on kids, and bringing it all the way back, touching his heel, and then dunking in high school... That's cool because that's American basketball. But when mm-hmm. Victor Wimbamwe or whatever you call him is 15, 16 years old, it's seven foot something playing in European basketball. Why do you think Luka Doncic is so good? Both been playing European basketball since yeah. he was. Those professional leagues in Europe are dang they good. Are, dude, they, they are way more like. Physically demanding than NCAA basketball. Oh, and then NBA. Like, dude, the European League and the NBA are way too different ball games. Like, there are guys who, like, they can't hang in the NBA, and they'll go overseas, and they can maybe hang over there, this and that, depending on where you go. There are also guys overseas who go in the NBA tomorrow and completely wreck havoc on everything that is happening. And that's what, like, like I'm saying, going, going back to Luca, but that's the difference in, like, prospect-wise is you're starting to see more of, like, the, I guess, international play mm-hmm. of basketball gets brought into it when... Did, when was the last time a prospect since LeBron came from overseas, didn't even go to school here, didn't even play ball here, none of that? When was the last time you've actually seen one of those guys be so hyped up to a point where they're the next LeBron? Even Luka wasn't even hyped up that much. Like, he was hyped up to an extent, but Victor Wimbamwe, Wim whatever you want to call him, he has been so hyped up to a point that they're taking international basketball and trying to bring it to the NBA. So now... Every prospect from now on, they won't go to the best best NBA player that's ever going to get drafted from here on out. Probably won't even be from college. He'll probably go to the G League, go to something type of like overtime elite and all that. They'll, they'll be overseas. Like you will not see another dude. I mean, Bronny's going to college. I mean, yeah, but Bronny's not going to be a first overall draft pick. Bronny's not going to be. He'll be a lottery pick. No, he Apparently, won't. he's projected to go to the Hawks. It's seventeen. That's not a lottery. He's projected to go that low. They got him right now at 17. And he hadn't even touched a basketball in college basketball. That's the thing. It's like it's like Michael Jordan said. You start giving these kids all these money, all this money. You start giving them opportunity. You're not paying the kid to play ball. You're paying for who the kid is. You're paying for the name. You're not giving them any kind of potential to do anything. You're literally paying them to come over here, put up. Do what you want at this point. Put up 10, 10, 10. I don't know. I Put feel up like, 5, 5, 5. Like, <laughs> I think Bronny can raise his draft stock this season if he gets good oh, enough yeah. play. I mean, US, if he plays good at USC this season, yeah, he'll be top 10. Don't get me wrong. But playing at USC and the like, Big Ten and all that, now they'll be playing Ohio State, Michigan. Like The atmosphere that those kind of like schools bring on in basketball is going to be something completely different than he's used to. So, with Victor, what are you projecting as his stats for the year? And what do you think his career ceiling and floor is? He's already reached the ceiling. I seriously do. I don't see him. I do not see him doing anything. 
I do not see him being good at all. Me either. Seriously. I don't see him being in the NBA and, like, truly manning up as the position that he's supposed to play. I don't see him being able to man up. He's just way too small. Like, you can, the length and the height and all that's fine, but you've got to bulk up. you got to be a man. Like Now, I mean, if you look at Giannis from when he first got drafted. Right. To now, and if, if and he it, gets the right team it, around exactly. him, and if Victor proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. Like, but I just, I don't see him being able to fulfill what Giannis has done. I, the way I look at it, too, those seven three guys—that's without shoes. They typically, well, either way, seven three guys typically don't last very long because mm-hmm. they get knee problems, and so, so all that wear and tear, running up and down the court. It's not going to be good for his body being that tall. And, I mean, if he packed on a lot of muscle like Giannis did, that'd probably make it worse because that's more weight he has to carry up and down the court. But as skinny as he is, he can get ragged. I mean, the NBA is not as physical as it used to be, so maybe that'll work in his favor because, I mean, if you think at KD, he should get ragdolled every time he goes in the paint, but he's still... One of the best players in the league. Do you think the NBA is going to start going soft where, like, these younger, like, bigger prospects and all that, they'll start getting, like, the, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you think the refs in, like, the game, Adam Silver and all of them will be like, don't bully these guys. Like, if there's a smallest little foul, foul like, call it. They already like, do that. Oh, I know that, but, like, now that, they, that they've got, like, Bigger prospects and like people oh, are saying the golden child's coming in the league. This, do you think Victor's gonna be able to like get his way? Like I what think he wants? the NBA would like for him to be like a dominant rookie of the year, like future face of the league player. Because I mean, if you look at it, he's from France. That's a major media market. If the NBA could have a face of the league from France, that'd be great for European expansion. So I think the league is certainly invested in him becoming a great player. So, I mean, if they pull the refs aside some games and say, hey, if you see somebody getting a little physical with them, call it quick. Like, ticky-tack fouls, make sure they go Victor's way. But, I mean, I think he'll still be a good player in his own right. I just, I don't see him being like a multiple-time MVP like some people are saying that he will be. But he's also with the Spurs, which is probably the best organization that he could be at to t- coach a young big yeah, man. Yeah, just to learn the knowledge of how to play like the big man role. From Tim Duncan yeah. and David Robinson, if they ever brought him <clears throat> and in. And they're saying, and Pop, Pop already said, like, if I do come back, you better give me this much. Like, he's already said it. Like, you better give me an X amount of money. It's going to be for this amount of years. Like. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a bad idea to say that, like, if the Spurs wanted to rebuild, you better start fucking. Do, you better start doing it right now. Get get the chickens in the basket and all, get get it lined up. I think at best he'll have like a KG Dirk Nowitzki type career, mm-hmm. where he could get one MVP, maybe a championship or two, make about. Seven or eight All Star games. I just don't see the Spurs being able to put anything around him. It's just it's San Antonio, like no big name. Even if you draft up, it's gonna take X amount of years. Like it's gonna take. But they're great at draft. I look at Tim Duncan. Like they won five yeah. championships, and I mean, yeah, that's fine and all. But like when you 
when you only win 20 games a season, you're obviously going to get every single prospect that comes through. Mm-hmm. Like, you can only you can only start being so bad for so long to where it's like, all right, you're either going to start winning or you're not. Like, build around what you got or get rid of it and bring in some good people. And that's the bad part about being in San Antonio is like, yeah, the history Those and big, all ugly cool. San Antonio women if you have right. Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he starts it, going on that. Yeah, that's so funny. So funny. He's so funny. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see how his career pans out. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll be rookie of the year? No, I think Chet Holgram will win rookie of the year coming back from OKC. That's my rookie of the year, Chet Holgram. Who did the Trailblazers draft? Uh, Scoot Henderson. He's actually yeah. McKell. Really? In Marietta. Hmm. Yeah, he was, uh, he's bad. He's bad on Mamma Jamma for real. He was, uh, it's weird because I used to play AU basketball against him and his brother and all that. Like, mm. Scoot, when he was five or six years old, they thought he was 12. Like, there's mm. videos and pictures of him. He looks, he thought Goldberg and all them boys was big back in, dude, He was five, like I said, five, six years old playing up in eight or nine, and they were asking him for a birth certificate. Like, hey, this kid's older than everybody else. Like, no, he's he's younger than everybody, actually. And he's a he's going to be probably... If you don't win rookie of the year, then Chet Holgram will. But I mean, if Dame stays in Portland, that'll be a good combo. That'll be crazy. Like you thought, CJ McCollum and Dame were gross, dude. If Dame can take that veteran role and just teach Scoot, it'll be a game changer, bro. Yeah. Portland will be the next go-to spot if they can really get active with it for real. Brandon Miller went number two to the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Him and Lonzo, or not Lonzo, Lamelo. I feel like he got traded, though. He was in the... I was in Tuscaloosa this last weekend. The billboard had him wearing a Hornets jersey, Oh, yeah, so. yeah. That, that's a bad part about the draft, too, is because, dude, they don't even... Like, most of these guys got drafted, but a lot of them got traded. And there was a lot of trades going down. Says he plays for the Hornets. Oh, yeah. I just, I just uh, didn't know if he got traded or not, because there was a bunch of people who got drafted... And they would go mm-hmm. get their hat or they get the jersey or whatever, and they wouldn't be playing for that team. I mean, that's what happened with uh, Kobe. Yeah, same he got thing drafted with Luka by and Trey. Charlotte, too. It's the same thing with Luca and Trey. Like, Don't remind me. That trade haunts me. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely aware. Dude, the Hawks should have had Bill Russell, Chris Paul, Paul Gasol, and Luka Doncic as alumni. Instead, we're stuck with Dominic Wilkins, Trey Young, and Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least we can say we had Al Harford for a little bit. Jeff Teague, Teague. Yeah. Insana Teague. Dude, Joe Johnson is like. What the, was Jeff Teague's little brother's name? That had Marcus whole, Teague. Insana Teague and March Madness. Mm-hmm. Marcus Teague, I'm pretty sure. I gotta look that up, actually, dude. What is his name? Did he make the NBA? I'm pretty sure he did. But what do you think about the Hawks trading John Collins? Thank God. I don't know, the Hawks seem like they have a lot of issues going on. Marquise Teague. Marquise, not Marquise. No, the Hawks just have waited year after year to try to do something with John Collins. And they finally accepted the fact that, like, now that they haven't made anything, they made the Eastern Conference Finals that one year, whatever, got beat. Now that they realize that John Collins and all, he's not going to do anything. He gave us $25.5 million in cap space just to get him off our roster. We we got Rudy Gay in a second-round draft pick. 
Rudy Gay only wants six million dollars, if that, a year, and I don't think we'd be giving him more than a year, two years. So like you're freeing up yourself to go get a big time name, but you only got like thirty million dollars to work with, if that, and like you can get all in the luxury tax and all that, and go get more money or whatnot. But they better go get a household name and a household big man. And honestly, I would love to see Miles Turner from the Pacers. I would love to see him in a Hawks uniform this year. That would be amazing. He'd be a good one. Or Miles Bridges from the Hornets, the one who got mm-hmm. uh, like in trouble with the domestic and all. I do. Miles Bridges, like, there's a couple Mileses in the thing NBA who would be nasty on the Hawks. Speaking of getting in trouble, did you see a bunch of NFL players got mm-hmm. caught for gambling? gambling? There's like 14 or 15 of them. Can't play this year. What do you think that's too strict of a suspension? Well, now that they're letting in sponsors, like as an NFL player, you can get sponsored by like a Draft betting things. company and all that. And so, like, you just got to depict on, like, all right, is my career more important than getting a sponsorship from a company who the NFL is going to be looking over my back every second? Or should I just get my contract and make a bet through a fake name? <laughs> like, at that point. I mean, look, players know the rules. Mm-hmm. After Calvin Ridley got popped, if you're still doing it, stupidity on your part. But at the same time, if the league is going to get in bed with these gambling companies, then like you shouldn't crack down that hard on it. But it's more it more or less comes down to the integrity of the game. Like, if like a player wanted to bet and he knew, like, all right, I'm going to make this bet and I'm going to do this and that, more players and, like, more, mm-hmm. like, it just turns into, like, a domino effect. You know, like, if ten players betted on this for them to do that, it doesn't turn into football at that point. It's just guys going out there to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's what They're already anyways, making money, don't get me wrong. I know, I get it. Because <clears throat> the problem with players betting is, first off, if they bet against or on their own team, that's inherently problematic because they have direct influence over the outcome of the game. But even if they're betting on teams where they're not involved in the game at all, they still have inside information that the general public doesn't have. So it turns it into something that players just shouldn't bet. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's hypocritical for the league oh, to, yeah. to profit off sponsor gambling all, yeah. and then get onto their players for gambling. Right. It's almost like the NI, like NCAA. With the NIL deals and all that, like, you can you can sign with the company and make money off of it, but you can't make too much money or you can't do too much to where it turns into something it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And that's always, it's always what it comes down to is you sh- just don't turn it into something it shouldn't be. I just hope college basketball video games make a resurgence now or college football. I think college football, and the bad thing is, like NCAA, the Players Association or whatever, they're like, we're not getting paid enough money. Like, I think it's fifty thousand or some change in some change for NFL mm-hmm. and Madden and all that for those guys to get like go in there and put their name and all that. It's like fifty k or like some stupid ridiculous number. And uh, for NCAA, like they're barely getting paid like maybe fifteen hundred bucks, twelve hundred bucks just to put their name on a video game like. That's the difference. I, I don't know if we'll, we'll definitely see another video game for football mm-hmm. and all that, but it's going to come down to how big is the paycheck. 
Yeah, I mean, money's what makes the sporting business work. That's all that it comes down to. How much money are you going to pay these guys for them to be comfortable to put their name, in, name image, and likeness? That's literally NIL. Name, image, likeness. <laughs> so, did you watch the college baseball game the other day? That was oh, just an absolute blowout. Dude, that has been probably one of the best, like, just series-wise. All the, like, Oral Roberts and all that, like, the semifinals, the, all, it's been one of the greatest college baseball world series known to man. And the fact that there's two SEC teams going at it in the -hmm. world series made it better. Granted, it's LSU and Florida. I'd rather see LSU win 10 times out of 10. I hate Florida. But, Florida's got some bad sons of guns on their baseball team, dude. They are really good at baseball. How bad do they beat LSU? Uh, the first game, it came down to... 11th inning and Tommy Tommy Fields or Tom, Tommy White they call him Tommy Tanks he hit hit a bomb in the 11th inning walk off pretty much and then or actually Beloso hit the walk off but Tommy Tanks tied it in the 8th second game it was 24-4 to four. yeah was, that's the one I was thinking of I mm-hmm. saw that on TV the third game was 18-4 to four, 14 for something like that they won by two touchdowns or something like yeah LSU put it on them that third game, but Florida definitely gave them a run for their money, man. It, it was by far one of the most entertaining like college baseball World Series in a long time. Dude, that's, I still can't believe that. They need mercy rule when it gets that bad. Keep pouring it on. I, like that'd be me as a coach, eighteen to four. Dude, if we get, if it's not thirty to four by the end of the game, like, yeah, I, I I don't like it when coaches are like, oh, you gotta slack up if you're beating them that bad. It's like, heck no, yeah. if they're not gonna play Pedal any better. Pedal to the metal, and I don't care until the get, last pitch is thrown. Can't be taking it easy on the competition. But media but, these days makes it. You're the bad guy if you do something like that, and that's the bad part. No, right? I like it. I love it. No, I love it. But that's how that's how it rides these days. And somebody hit the cycle in the sixth inning against the Braves last week. Ellie De La Cruz did the best, like, best prospect I've seen come out in a long time. Ellie De La Cruz is his name. And if you're a long-time listener and all that, you know, about video games, MLB The Show 22 this past year, not this mm-hmm. one that just dropped, but the one before that. Ellie De La Cruz was like one of the big big household names as like a young prospect. Dude has shown his true colors. He is seriously one of the best prospects I've ever seen come out of baseball. Like he is seriously insanely good. Hit, field, throw. He got from home to third base in ten point three seconds on a triple. Took him ten point three seconds. That's like that's Really impressive. Yeah. You know how long their strides are? I mean, that's what running's really all about. Just how mm-hmm. long how you long can, you can stretch out. your legs out. But yeah. Going to going to home to third base, 10.3 seconds. Well, that takes me 15 seconds to get to home to second, probably. Mm-hmm. What do you think about how the Braves are doing right now? It's some of the beautiful. It's by far the most beautiful baseball I've ever seen played in Atlanta. Like I, I better than the World Series season, dude. Better than the World Series season. We're going. We're winning it this year. Like seriously, we have it. We have the best team in the National League by far. I mean, they're just they're just 
perfect baseball. Like the last night, whenever Ozzy slid, that like dove and got that ball, threw it to Orlando Arcia. Orlando Arcia grabs it barehand and throws it to first to Matt Olson, and they still get the runner. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna's got over 30 stolen bases, leads the league by 12. Like, hit two bombs last night. Matt Olson leads the league in home runs and RBIs. That's impressive. It just makes it makes baseball fun to watch at that point. How many more weeks till the All Star game? I think two. It's two. Two weeks. Who are you picking, AL or NL? I got National League this year. I remember that stretch when the AL won like ten years in a row. And it, and it was every, pitiful. Dude, every time we'd be my birthday, it would fall on my birthday, and we'd sit there at your house and watch it. Mm-hmm. And, it'd, and the weekend, it'd be the it'd be every year. <laughs> Be a fifth inning, ten nothing. All right, we're gonna change it now. If you were a star baseball player, obviously being a Braves fan, you're kind of biased. But would you want to play in the American or the National League? Just based on the teams you play against, the cities. I'd like, want to be National League because I would want, I would want the South, like the whole Southeast and all that, and mm-hmm. like East Coast. I would want them to like. I guess that I would I would want the East Coast to like I would want to be their favorite player like out west and stuff like ball flies. I mean, if you go to like the tip of the East Coast, so you've got the Yankees, you got the Red Sox. Yeah, no, but like most of the East Coast nationally. Yeah, even a little Midwest and all that. But the ball, the way out west and all that with like the Dodgers and play for them and the Padres. Okay, I think the Dodgers need to go back to Brooklyn, and I will argue anybody on that. The way the it's just the way the ball. Like flies and all that kind of stuff out there. The way the ball plays is way different than out here. So like, I would want to be more accustomed to being able to go to a a stadium in the south or in the east coast, and be able to hit that thing four sixty and know it went four sixty. Whenever you're out west or something, you hit a ball four sixty. It's only really going like three three eighty if anything. Four. Which sport do you think geography has a bigger impact on, football or baseball? Football. Just because of the snow? No, just in general. Football, they say baseball is America's pastime, but football has brought, I guess, more of a dominance. Like, just the way the sport's played and how people look at it and how they feel about it. It's more of like, yeah, I play football. I'm no, I'm talking about, like, the location that you're playing at. Like, which they, like for example, if you're playing in Colorado against the Rockies, the altitude is so high at the stadium that it impacts how you play the game. Oh, yeah. Versus if you're playing in, like, I don't know, Arizona, yeah. it's burning up and it's hot. Like, which game? Because, like, basketball, the, yeah, the teams are different and the cities are different, but you're in an arena. Like, it's pretty much the same game right. no matter what arena you're at. Whereas there's a lot of variation from, like, place to place in football and baseball. I still think football because first off, the way the ball is and all that, the weight of the ball and playing football, you, like as a quarterback you've got to dime that. Playing up like out west, like in Colorado for example. The Broncos compared to the Rockies. Like yeah, you can hit a ball for it like I said four sixty out west. But realistically speaking it's only like maybe four hundred, three hundred like three eighty. But each field but of baseball if you, if, but also you, has different dimensions. Right, but if you go play football and you go to Kansas City in the middle of the winter or you go to Buffalo 
in the middle of the winter or you go to Colorado in the middle of the winter. All of those are going to be way harder than what it would be to play a baseball game. You know what I'm saying? Like playing mm-hmm. in those kind of elements and all that kind of stuff. I think football has the edge over baseball just because like to do grown men hitting each other in the yeah. middle of the snow and like I mean it's like, Den- like Detroit for example like Miggy two seasons ago when he hit that bomb and mm-hmm. it's it's snowing outside like don't get me wrong not anybody could do that but when you're playing a football game and it's snowing outside <clears throat> only so many people can actually make something happen mm-hmm. so I just feel like football's and the elements and all that, and how whatever city you play in, it I think football has the edge. Fair enough. Speaking of grown men hitting each other, you taking Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford? Terrence Crawford. That's what I got too. Yeah. They're fighting July 29th, so yeah, we're Terrence, about literally a month out. Yeah, that's it. It's like three weeks a month, if that. Yeah, probably a month. Yeah, Terrence Crawford's got that in the bag. It's not even going to be. It's not going to be nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll probably be a unanimous decision. I don't think there's going to be a knockout. No, probably not. Probably not. I don't see that happening. But it'll be a good fight. Probably the best non-heavyweight fight in a while. Because mm-hmm. Camelo hasn't had a good fight in years. No. He and just fought some rando here and there. Here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't had a good... He ne- what? Is missing a lot in boxing is like good rivalries, mm-hmm. like Canelo Triple G. That was yeah. a good series that they had for a while. Like Floyd and Pacquiao, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Bringing that to what do you think about old Zuckerberg and Musk? <laughs> I'd watch it, dude. It's happening. They've actually like put it like they're Dana White is setting that up. I really think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Who you taking? Uh, Elon. I'd probably take Zuckerberg. <laughs> Apparently, he's big into jujitsu. Yeah, but Elon's Elon. Like, I would, I whether whether I knew the outcome or not, I'm still gonna put my money on Elon every day. Mark still Zuckerberg. the richest man in the world. Mark Zuckerberg's just a dweedy dweedy. That's true. Do you think Dana White knows how to fight? Like, do you think he yeah. trains? Yeah. You don't. You don't start up something like that and not know how to hold your own. Like, granted, he's, like, the marketing and all that, like, big PR, mm-hmm. get the name out, but he he can hold his own. You see him slap his wife. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, that, that ain't funny. That, I can't believe he didn't get more in trouble over that. Oh, dude, people, it's UFC, Dana White, everybody's going to bat him out or something like that. No, it's, that that's ridiculous. That's, mm-hmm. like, some NFL type stuff. Yeah. Are they still together? Mm-hmm. It's not I mean, the first occasion that that's happened. I remember, like, Floyd Mayweather had that domestic abuse stuff. Yeah, I remember that's Ray Rice. Yeah, dude, that was, like, don't get, domestic abuse is always horrible, but, like, having it happen from somebody who's a professional athlete, that's, like, that's so much worse. It's like, dude, you're getting paid all this money to be, like, a decent human being, bring good character, you know? And then you just want to go do... Are they... Like not that they should do that, but... Are they getting paid good money to be a decent human being or to be a good athlete? Like, it's the old Charles Barkley. It's are they role models? They're not role models, but they're athletes. Like you just said. They're not getting paid to be good people. They're not getting paid... To, they're That's getting what paid. you just said? I know, but 
you made me you made me take a step back and made me realize like no they're not getting paid to do this they're really just getting paid to play a sport I mean I think like just to go back to the NBA I think if you're the owner of a team you have a vested interest in your athletes behaving and not making headlines for bad reasons but at the end of the day they only really care about if you've got good athletic ability, like if LeBron, let's just say, got a DUI and just started drinking all the time and partying and living it up and just committing a bunch of like petty crimes, I doubt the owner of Genie Bus would care so long as he kept dropping 25 points. I mean, look at Lamar Odom. He was a crackhead in the NBA for like a solid two or three years. But as long as he was playing good, they didn't care. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes to the name and how they, like, the superstar that that mm-hmm. comes with it. Like, if LeBron was going out and doing what Lamar Odom was doing, then it'd be a whole different ball game at that point. Nobody, I, I think Jenny Buss would be like, hey, well, you don't need to be going out smoking crack, getting high on that LeBron. Like, yeah, and, yeah, she probably wouldn't be thrilled about it. She'd probably try to send him to rehab. But that's the difference about, like, LeBron and everybody. Like, that's not bringing anything up. But, dude, that's the difference between LeBron and a lot of these basketball players is. He doesn't smoke crack? No, he's never had a scandal. Like, nothing about yeah. LeBron in his entire career. It's like he's never messed up. He's never put himself out there. He's never done some stupid shit. Like, in high school, he got caught. Like, he, he may have, his mom bought him a Hummer because he got some money from somebody. whoop de do like... If my son was in that position, I'd do the same thing. But he's never, like, I mean, LeBron's had some, like, mini scandals that just get glossed where? over. Remember when he slid in that Instagram model's DMs, and she, like, outed him on Twitter for trying to cheat on his wife? I mean, that's... And nobody even mentioned it after that? The whole stuff with China? Like, he's had a couple moments where he kind of got some negative press, but people... Especially the sports media just love LeBron so much they just decide not to talk. The about chosen him. one, mm-hmm. they call him. When he retires, I don't know what ESPN's gonna do. They're screwed. All ESPN and like Fox Sports is is LeBron, the Cowboys, the Lakers, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean even like Tom Brady just retired. Even when he was in his prime, I don't think they spent that much time talking about mm-hmm. Tom Brady. No chance. The only reason they talked about Tom Brady was the deflate gate. And uh, spy gate. Well, that was more the Patriots in general right. than Tom Brady. But yeah. uh, who knows? No. We've covered a lot today, have we not? We have. Speaking of like the sports talk shows, though, R.I.P. Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless mm-hmm. is a duo. Undisputed. It's game over. What is it? It was Undisputed. That was my favorite talk show, too, for mm-hmm. sports. They were together for seven years. That's crazy. All because they were beefing over creative control. Greed and um, money. It'll tear apart friendships, Greed that's for money. sure. One last thing, CM Punk made his big return to AEW a couple weeks back after he got in a brawl backstage with two of the executive vice presidents of the company nine months ago and he actually called him out during his return uh promo the two executive vice presidents were also talent or three of them 
and two of the three are a tag team known as the Young Bucks, and he called them a bunch of counterfeit bucks, and he said he was the real deal, and a bunch of stuff like that, and it drew a pretty big rating on TNT, and he had his first match back, singles match, this last weekend at AEW Forbidden Door, where he beat a Japanese dude in the first round of the Owen Hart Tournament Classic. So, that's something to keep an eye on. He's been getting mixed reactions the last couple of shows that they've gone to. First show he came back, they were in Chicago, and he was the hometown hero. But one of the guys, the vice presidents that he beat up, Kenny Omega, he's from Canada. And they've been doing a bunch of Canadian shows, and he's just been getting booed out of the building. Because they back the other guy. And so it's just... It's interesting to see. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, Sting's about to fight Chris Jericho coming up at Wembley. Sting is still in the... Dude, Sting's 61 years old. And Chris Jericho called him a stupid whore on TV last week. Goodness. So, there's some fun stuff going on. Roman Reigns cracked a thousand days as WWE champ. Mm -hmm. The bloodline's breaking up. Money in the bank is coming up as well. I think that was, that's this Saturday, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, a lot to talk about on that. I'm excited, I'm excited for this Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford yeah, fight too. That's we gotta what watch I, yeah, that. that. We'll definitely have to watch that and we'll definitely keep, keep an update on all the uh, AEW stuff going on. That's a lot of stuff to take in at mm-hmm. one time. Oh yeah. I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. Hopefully, there's more to talk about in the weeks to come. So, we'll see y'all then. See.